Let us pray. Father, may the words I'm about to speak bring honor and glory to your name. Amen. This morning, uh, Brad shared from Mark 9 that it would be better to go into this life either crippled, lame, or with one eye versus hanging on to that which causes us or others to stumble. And through the pride and rebellion of our unbelief and rejection of Christ, suffer the eternal torment and agony of hell. Also, he proclaimed, there's a war raging for our soul, for sin is not content with a part of me. It wants all of me. I could so identify when Brad said that this morning, because it truly is a moment-by-moment fight. So the question arises, what am I hanging on to? What's causing me and others to stumble, or what am I doing to cause others to stumble? And most importantly, what am I to do? Isaiah has been called the evangelical prophet, for he has much to say about his chosen people. As such, regarding uh, trusting the Lord and the eternal consequences of their sin-sick, rebellious heart uh, against a holy and good God. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 66 portrays a horrific scene uh, at the time of the second coming in Christ in the tragedy of all whom have hung on to something and in the process rejected the king. If you will, turn in your Bible or look at your worship guide, your evening worship guide to Isaiah 66, 24, and follow along with me. And they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me. For their worms shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be at abhorrence to all flesh. My summary statement of this verse is as follows. God's promises and judgments are irrevocable and eternal. He will save the humble in heart, and eternal torment and agony await all who reject Him. I have but one point of application from this verse. Today, in fact, now is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. For we really do not know how many tomorrows or how many heartbeats that we have remaining. The truth that God shares with us about hell being a place of eternal torment and agony is truly a gift from a loving God, for it allows us to soberly think about the magnitude of our sin uh, of a holy, against a holy God and its eternal consequence. He is the Almighty, worthy, holy of all worship, such that He would not be just if there were no hell. It is a grave warning that whatever we are holding on to or allowing to deceive ourselves in the non-surrender to Christ, and it's simply not worth the horror and misery of being eternally separated from a loving God. The consequences of rejecting Him and His offer of salvation is irrevocable and eternal. His word in Isaiah 66, 2 says, All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. So pause and think. Be honest with yourself. 
What is it that you're holding on to or causing you or others to stumble? Could it be an unhealthy habit, fear of man, ambition, pursuing this world's trophies and treasures, an adulterous relationship, a casual approach to God's word, prayer, fellowship, and service, an unforgiving heart, an unrepentant spirit, unreconciled relationships, or simply pride. Whatever it might be, holding on will only further separate you from the one who loves you like none other. For it is only Jesus Christ and his sinless, sacrificial, substitutionary death on the cross that will atone for our sin, and by grace through faith in him, save one from eternal torment and the agony of hell. So, be encouraged and sobered by the warning of hell, a place that Jesus describes as where the fire never goes out and where worms that eat them do not die. Celebrate that all who have placed their faith in Jesus by his grace alone will never see or experience this horrific hell, nor shall they ever be separated from a loving God. And lament over those who have chosen to reject him and his grace and spend eternity in hell separated from this loving, holy God. Simply put, no amount of prideful self-effort or self-justification nor attempts to deceive, hide, or hold on to our sin will result in a favorable eternal outcome. In our statement of faith, we believe that there is a radical difference between the righteous and the wicked, that only those justified by faith and sanctified by the Spirit are truly righteous in His esteem. Mark 1.15 tells us, Repent, turn away, and flee our sin, and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is salvation in none other, for only his blood shed at the cross atones for our sin, past, present, and future, as confirmed by his resurrection. I know, I too am a sinner. Who has called on him to save me, and for his continuous grace and mercy in helping me put down my sin daily and following him. All good things of this here and now physical world are truly his blessing, yet they have no ability to give us what our heart truly desires, life. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In this morning's corporate ABF, John Henderson shared from Romans, we exult in the hope of the glory of God and that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He is our peace. God is a promise keeper who is faithful and merciful to save sinners just like me for his salvation brings honor and glory to his name. In closing, if you are here this evening and are a follower of Jesus Christ, yet stumbling, come alongside another believer in our fellowship 
and grow with one another in a discipling relationship. For in confessing sin to one another and repenting, we are cleansed. For he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you're here and don't know or even unsure if you do know this Christ or if he knows you, please don't leave without talking to myself or another member of our fellowship or one that brought you about knowing him, the gift of his forgiveness and salvation and the promise of his eternal life. Let us pray. Father, we mercifully ask that you would not allow anyone in this room to be deceived by holding on to their sin. May your word about the reality and the horror of hell shake us from our complacency. For your word tells us all have sinned and that the ways of sin is death and then comes the judgment. We praise you, Father, for your son, Jesus Christ, and for his sacrificial substitutionary death on the cross for our sin. We praise you for you have given Jesus authority over all flesh and that to all whom have given, you have given him, he may give eternal life. O oh Lord, it is you that did wonderfully create us, and yet even more wonderfully you make new all who call on you, confess their sin, repent, and believe. We thank you for the truth of your word, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Amen.